the story I just read from the Gospel of Matthew is not about why the chicken crossed the road or about why Jesus told the disciples to get into the boat and cross to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. It's not a story about how Jesus defied the laws of gravity by walking on the water, or how Peter was able to do the same until he became distracted, lost his courage, looked at the storm, and began to sink. If you want to know what stories like this one are about, you need to ask yourself why among all the hundreds or perhaps thousands of incidents that Jesus and the disciples shared, why did they save and remember this one? And why did they not only remember it, but keep telling it? It is in the other Gospels as well. And why did Matthew, when telling it, add the part about Peter getting out of the boat and trying to walk on the water with Jesus? Briefly, they remembered this story for several reasons. One, because it is a story not just about those disciples, but about all disciples and all churches for all time. Secondly, because given the way churches are, leaders like Peter need to cause trouble. And it's about Peter and supporting him when he does. It's also an image of baptism, and it's a story that can be helpful to all of us as we go through the storms of life. So let me quite briefly, because we don't want to bore Kai Andrews, see if I can deal with all of that. <clears throat> Whenever you see a story in the New Testament about the disciples in the boat, you know Jesus is talking about, or the writer is talking about, the church. Jesus sent the disciples into the boat and across to the other side because the other side was different. Excuse me. This side of the Sea of Galilee is where the Jewish people live. It is familiar, known. The other side is where the Gentiles live. It is different, it is foreign, it is frightening. What this story says is that Jesus always pushes the church to leave its comfort zone 
and go into the frightening unknown. Not only those disciples, but all of you. If you do not think you are in the boat, why do you call this part of the church where you sit the nave? From Navis, boat. Jesus pushed the early disciples, and Matthew, as the leader of his community, needed to push his disciples out of their comfort zone if they were to be faithful. How were they pushed? When those disciples joined the Christian community, almost every single one of them was disowned by their family. Disowned, disinherited, they had funerals for them as if they were dead. Can you imagine making that kind of commitment? But that's exactly the kind of commitment they did. And then Matthew, as the leader of that community, had to say to them, if we're going to grow, we have to change so that we begin to attract those Gentiles who we hate. What happens when a community is pushed to change in those ways and goes through those traumas? A storm comes up. And who gets the brunt of that storm? Often the pusher, the leader. This story is for you. Because if St. Stephen's is going to return to the glory days, the days when there were 300 children in church school and the parking lots were full, your next rector is going to have to push you to change. If you keep doing the same things in the same way, you'll probably get the same result, which will not be that kind of growth. So that leader is going to need to have to push you. And I hope that when she or he does, you will help them walk through that storm. This lesson is a reminder and an invitation to do exactly that. Secondly, this lesson is about baptism. The older understanding of baptism is that the Christians were the people in the boat saved from the storm. And all those people out in the waters of chaos, the storm, were lost. The Christians' responsibility to reach out to them 
but those who declined are lost for all eternity. The new image of baptism, and I think this is very important, is, yes, the church is like the boat in the midst of the storms of life, and the people in that boat know they are loved by God and ultimately saved from being lost. But we also know that God equally loves all those people outside the boat. The difference is they don't know that they are loved. They don't know that God is trying to find them. The difference is that we know, and it is our responsibility, therefore, to pull on the oars, to do everything we can to bring them into the knowledge of the love of God and the wisdom of God. And so, Kai Andrews, today, we welcome you into the boat. You're now going to be part of something bigger than yourself, bigger than your family. And all these people want to help you grow into that reality. And then as you get older, help you share it with others. Welcome. Now, I want to end by looking at this story from a somewhat more personal side as well. I can still remember the morning that I got a phone call from Tom Bassnight. Tom had just started attending our church and wanted me to know why, so he invited me to lunch. And at that lunch, he told me his story. He said, when I was a young boy, I sang in a lot of church choirs. And I did well academically. And I went off to private school, private school where they had chapel every single day. And I attended every day. And then I went off to college and fell away from the church. He said, my life has been blessed. I got a great education. I found a woman. She fell in love with me, the dream of my life, and we're still very much in love. And we have two beautiful children. But a couple of years ago, my wife was in a serious accident. And she still many years is recovering and in pain. And my employer is talking about having to let me go. And I think my life is going to take a different turn. And I do not want to do it alone. 
and that's why I've joined the church. Tom had no idea of the storm that was brewing. He did lose his job. One of his children was accused of being a drug dealer. As his income went down, he had to sell the house in the neighborhood they all loved. One Sunday afternoon, I got a phone call from Tom. He had just woken up in the hospital and been given the diagnosis of leukemia. I put down the phone and drove over to the hospital to spend some time with him. We cried together for a while. And because of the wonderful human being that Tom was, we laughed together. And then he said, Ted, I want you to allow me to preach on Sunday morning. I want to tell my story to our parish members. And I want them to keep asking me how I am, because I'm a real expert at denying the storm that's going on about me. And they want, I want them to remind me that I'm in that storm. And I also want to tell them and you to help me keep my eyes on Jesus. Because I know if I can keep my eyes on Jesus, I will not sink in this storm. And whatever happens to me and my family, we will be okay. When Gene Robinson was going through the storm that broke out when he was elected bishop, the first out gay bishop in the Episcopal Church, the storm raged. Tim Rich went over to Gene one afternoon at the National Convention and said, Gene, don't ever forget, sometimes God calms the storm, and sometimes God calms God's spirit in the center of the storm. Kai Andrew, we welcome you into the boat. We will help you through the storms ahead as we hope you will help us as we all keep our eyes on Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.